Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 354, recorded live on Saturday, April 5th, 2014. And here are your hosts, the man who forgot what we were going to do for the April Fool's joke this year, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who remembered, because he was doing the work, Andy Lowe. Hi. Yep. Is your idea. It was my idea. So you can blame me for listening to Andy and I, although I have to say some of the stuff in there was actually really funny. <laughs> I, that's why I named it like Inside the Green Room, because it's honestly just like if we were on TV, we would be in the green room. In the before. green room, right. The, that's the, the prep room. Yeah. And kudos to Andy, because you picked out like all the good stuff. There's tons of crap out there from before we record. Like, that literally was only about 10 episodes, 9 episodes, 8. I think it was like only about 10 or 11 episodes. I also had recorded the post-show stuff, and I was going to put that in there, and I'm like, this is just too much. <laughs> There's so much. Maybe we could do that instead of random topic recap. No. <laughs> I'm getting better with the random topic recaps. I'm actually now, instead of going in after the episode is completely, completely done, mm-hmm. and then editing it yada 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 i will actually take it and just save it off somewhere yes so i've got i've got a section of just like the where it's literally the the first eight seconds of the episode where i say like episode number and date and then it's the random topic and there's just raw wave files now for each of those nice i just have to you know get to those So we have a little bit of a backlog of random topic recaps oh man well maybe we can do something about that yeah maybe we'll see perhaps hint hint Ah, cool. So yeah, April Fool's happened. It did. There was some stuff online. I didn't notice quite as much this year. Yeah, I know. I was sitting there and I had a class that morning because I wasn't at work. And we just sat around and we're like, okay, so what are the big April Fool's jokes? And we all just sat there and we're like, nothing's really that crazy. Like there were some funny things, but nothing was really like OMG crazy. Did any really stand out for you, Dave? Um, I mean, Google had some good ones. Wow had Blizzard. See, that's the thing. Like Blizzard usually goes like all out on April Fools, and they were rather restrained. Um, they did have a couple. One of them was a huge inside joke, which was they renamed their third expansion for StarCraft Two or their third chapter of StarCraft Two. Okay, um, and it was it was something of the stars. I'm trying to remember what they called it. Crap. Shows how memorable that one was. Hang on, looking, looking, uh, Hots Blizzard, April Fools. Herald of the Stars. Because we've talked about this, Andy, what's the acronym for Herald of the Stars? Hots. What's the acronym for Heart of the Swarm? Hots. What's the acronym for Heroes of the Storm? Hots. Wow. And so the the whole article about, hey, we, we are changing the name was just joke after joke after joke about H-O-T-S, H-O-T-S, H-O-T-S. That's, wow, I didn't even notice that one. Yeah, well, a lot of people noticed as far as Heart of the Swarm and Heroes of the Storm. Because they, they were basically... a little ticked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, what are we supposed, what? Huh? So that was one of Blizzard's one. Another one that was really, like, like they were all inside jokes, though. Uh, Blizzard released the 6.0 patch notes for WoW. Oh, my goodness. That probably was just full of inside jokes. Oh, my. So, uh, let's see. As part of our efforts to present players with smaller, more easily digestible numbers, the so-called stat squish, 
World of Warcraft has now been converted to use a base 20 number system. <laughs> As a result, all stats have been decreased by 2BAOE percent. Oh, goodness. To ensure the game can maintain its current age group ratings, Garage Hellscream is now Garage Hexcream. And the Cult of the Damned has been renamed the Cult of the Danged. Yeah. Uh, using Death Grip, which is a Death Knight ability where it pulls the target towards you. Oh, that would have been nice. So using Death Grip on something larger than your character will cause you to be pulled towards the creature instead of the creature being pulled towards to you. Gnomes should just probably not be Death Knights. Oh, funny. Using a mage spell Blink will now attract the attention of creepy angel statues. Don't blink. <laughs> And just like on and on and on and on. Um, let's see, mages. Where'd mages go? Mages had a good one. To make playing a mage more enjoyable, players who use the word tray, food, drink, table, snack, mage, or pulls, PLS, please, in raid, party, battleground, sail, general, or trade channels within a mage's hearing are killed instantly. <laughs> that would have, yeah, I could see it. that would have. Too bad they didn't actually implement that, because that would be hilarious. To help resolve spelling issues once and for all, rogues have been renamed to Blush. What? Rogue. Yeah? The misspelling of rogue is... Oh, Rouge. 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 So they've renamed all rogues Blush. Gotcha. And they continue with it, because now, now they say, like, Blush can once again use bucklers. Blush no longer have access to the ability Swash, but at least they can still buckle. <laughs> oh... So anything else? Google did some okay ones this year. How many people Google, did you know who actually found all 150 Pokemon? I know zero people who found all 150. I know least, three. I know zero people who have told me that they have found all 150. Oh, were that, they all in, in San Francisco and San Jose? No, they were all over the world. Okay, because there were like none in Madison. They were all over. The, I know there was one on like top of Mount Everest, I do believe. But yeah, people started just basically posting where they found them. And so people spent their morning. Just hunting Pokemon. Yeah. I actually thought my favorite one this year was the one that NPR did. The books? Yeah. Where NPR on their on their website posted an article about do Americans even read anymore? And, and so said not to post or not to comment, right? Yeah, if you actually clicked the article in the article it said, Hey, thanks for actually reading the article. This is an April Fool's joke. We want to see who will actually comment without reading the article. So just... Please don't comment. Yeah, please don't comment. We'll just want to see who else does it. And so it's hilarious reading people saying, oh yeah, I read all the time when they didn't even <laughs> read an article that said don't comment. Yep. So I thought that was hilarious. You just like go through that through the day and you just see people say like, oh yeah, I, my child, I read to my child. Blah, blah, blah. And then you hear people comment and you're like, are you sure about that? Are you sure you read this? <laughs> I was tempted to post a comment anyway. Yeah, that was starting to happen near the end of the day when people actually were getting in on the joke that people were just, you know, posting just because. Yeah. That's the internet for you. When somebody says, don't do this, sooner or later, someone's going to do it. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, let's see. What other good ones were there? So League of Legends. Yeah. Uh, their, their April Fools historically have involved a character called Earth, the manatee. <laughs> Okay. And this is that like one of their their original April Fools was that they were going to add this character Earth the Manatee. Okay. And so every year they they try and kind of loop Earth back into it. And so this year they had a new play style called Ultra Rapid Fire named Earth. Okay. Right? So it's URF. Yeah. Uh it's a mode that was available for a week. And it is, all abilities cost zero mana, 
and cooldowns are globally reduced by 80%. Wow, that's rapid fire. And range DPS, so ranged characters, have twice their attack speed. And then some other minor tweaks to make it actually work. Oh, goodness. And it is really fun. Like, really, really fun. Like, incredibly fun. Like... I'm not sure I want to go back and play normal League of Legends ever again. The game is so different, and it it goes back to the the concept of balance through overpower. <laughs> Everything is overpowered, so it is balanced. Everything is balanced because we're all mutually assured destruction sort of thing? Kind of. Like, just because everyone is so powerful, everyone's powerful. So it makes it a very interesting game. Um, and the, the tactics have to be changed slightly to compensate for all the differences and for the, the ridiculous cast time and, like, the fact you don't need to buy magic items for mana anymore. Right? There's no point in increasing your mana pool because you have infinite mana. So there's actually several player petitions to keep it permanent to make Earth permanent, oh, not as as the main game mode, but just as a game mode. That would be kind of funny. It almost would be like uh, Think Geek, where their April Fool's jokes are basically now just product testing. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. No, I was just going through reading about articles about um, April Fool's, and I hit one that's, you know, uh, David Letterman is retiring next year, right? Yeah. Um, that was not an April Fool's joke, though. No, no, that was serious. Like, he's actually retiring at the end of this year. Right. Um, CBS's, supposedly, their front runner is Stephen Colbert. That was an April Fool's joke really it had to be tell there's why would he leave his show i well it's network tv it's bigger audience bigger money do you really think the the tonight show is a bigger audience than the colbert rapport uh let's see if the ratings tell me so and not the tonight show late uh late night with david late Letterman. Night. okay whatever they're all the same freaking show let's see what the i colbert... say this when my cousin works on the conan show so i really probably shouldn't Let's see what the ratings are. Come on, website. Anytime now. Okay, late night TV ratings from March 24th through the 28th. So, most recent numbers. The Tonight Show, 1.33 rating for 18 to 49. Late Show, 0.53. Late Show had 2.856 million viewers. And the Colbert Report? Colbert Report, 1.157 million viewers. Okay, so almost twice the audience. Yes. Okay, so bigger audience. Bigger audience and probably a bigger paycheck for him. He'll stay in New York, so it's not a thing about moving. Yep, although he'd have to do five nights a week. True. And he'd have to give up his character. That's the kicker, yeah. Mm. And he's worked very hard for very long to establish this character. I don't know. It's just an interesting aside that I literally just stumbled upon. So it's definitely a randomish topic. Yeah. I mean, it, it. I could see them wanting him. I'm just not sure I could see him leaving. Although he's a little ticked at Comedy Central. Yeah. After their... The tweet. Yeah. He kind of took them to town, to task. Really, guys? Smart move on your part. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe that just came at the exact right time. And I was like, I, you know, maybe I could get out of this. Now, I do have to say, Craig Ferguson has first refusal rights for it, where they have to offer him the job first, and he can refuse it if he wants to. Okay. 
which is kind of funny on aside for first refusal rights you know die hard the, the movie. movie yeah it was based off of it's technically a sequel to a movie done back in like i think the 40s that actually had frank sinatra as the lead okay so they had to offer the role of john mcclane to, to frank sinatra to frank sinatra it was required by contract that they had to offer him the role okay so if he was a jerk and decided sure why not that would have been a completely different movie yeah also would not have been good no no it wouldn't have although i can't actually say i've seen die hard what you haven't seen any of the four diehards now five nope. diehards now no nope. five of them really yep i smell a marathon god there has been five of them holy crap wow and technically they are sequels so there's probably even one before that even though it's with frank sinatra yeah but no one's gonna care about that one Nah, no one does it's like episode one of star wars just don't watch it. There's nothing you get from it. Oh, funny. All right, so should we go to topics on the list? Uh, were there any other April Fool's jokes? Think Geek had their products. True. The Nerf Nuke. I think that's a little overkill for that one. That's just, like, that's going to break. It's the first time you use it. So that's just, no. The Unicorn Drinking Horn would be pretty easy to do. Yep. But I don't think that enough people would want it. Wasn't there some sort of Tauntaun jacket? This year? I didn't see that. Oh, maybe it was someplace else. They were showing like a, a Tauntaun jacket. So you'd actually like, you know, open it up and get in instead of the sleeping bag. It was the, do they still have them listed or no? Let's find out. Think Geek April Fools 2014. Engadget has a, a thing. So there's the mustache maker. There's the DeLorean uh, flux capacitor car charger. That would be actually kind of funny. The tactical necktie, the Das Kannenstein, the unicorn horn, the Nerf nuke, which I actually do think could work. Uh, the Enterprise flying disc, Rosetta Stone Klingon, and an Archmage wand. The Enterprise flying disc would work if you could throw it like a football. Or if you could remove the saucer section. But it's the wrong version of the Enterprise. Yeah. This is the, oh God, what's it called? It's not the Intrepid class. Is it the Intrepid class? I don't know. I thought it was uh, D, right? D is the, how did I, oh crap. D is a galaxy class. Okay. I was like, you're, you're supposed to know more of this than I am. Yeah, no shit. I was I'm, not, I'm you know, terrified. a Trekkie. Enterprise. You're looking this up right now, aren't you? Yes. All right. I need to now cut a corner off of your Trekkie card. If you lose all four corners of your card, hang you have on, to hang on. turn it in. Constitution class. Fuck. NCC-1701A was a constitution class. I think the D was the galaxy class. And what was 1701E? Hey, give me credit for knowing the call sign of the Enterprise. <laughs> well, knowing the call sign of the Enterprise, that I know that. That's not that. Sovereign class was the E, which was the longer, thinner one. But the galaxy class is the one that could separate the disc. Okay. So was Voyager the Intrepid? <sighs> yeah, Voyager was the Intrepid class. There we go. And Kate's going to be shaking her head at this point. Well, I just sent her a message asking her if she could name all of the classes of the different versions of the Enterprise. She has not responded yet. Okay. So I will let you know when she lets me know. Okay. So, Amazon lockers are actually coming back? They never went away. Oh, it, well, why are you saying of, they're returning? Uh, it's not that the lockers are returning. It, that was kind of a pun. 
Uh, it's that you can return to the lockers. Oh, okay. So you Amazon lockers, for those of you who have forgotten, are places that you can order from Amazon and have it just delivered to the locker and you pick it up from the locker. Well, now when you are not satisfied with your product, you can take it back to the locker and return it there. I have had to only return, I think, two items I've ever ordered from Amazon. I've had to return more than that. Oh. We are returning like three or four items this week. What did you order? So many things. <laughs> so many things. Dog. Yeah. Ha. Yeah. Ha. Ha. Dogs, it turns out, come with a lot of hidden costs. <laughs> I could have told you that. Having like, owned a dog in the past. and bowls and a crate and a bed for the crate and leashes. My dog is like three leashes. Do you have one of those fun little extendable ones? Yes. Okay. The ones that look like a giant tape measure? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, he's got a harness. He's got the collar. He's got dog tags. He, He's got dog tags. Yes. I mean, he's a dog. Yeah, I know. Sorry. It's just, I'm just picturing now like the dog in like military uniform with the dog tags on. He does not own a set of camo. He actually doesn't own anything. I own all of this stuff and use it for him. You could get him a camo outfit. I bet they make them. I'm sure they make camo for dogs. I don't want to get camo for my dog. My dog is gorgeous and white and fluffy. Oh, he's a big white fluffy puppy. Stinky puppy. Okay, so you can return stuff now to the lockers. Yes. But it has to to be smaller than 12 by 12 by 12. Yes. So if I ordered my curling stuff off of Amazon... You could not return it to the locker. No. Okay. Small packages. Gotcha. But still, you can return them. Well, that'd be nice. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Amazon actually had a lot of things going on this week. Okay. Uh, for instance, Amazon game listings... Yes. ...now list the Metacritic score. Oh. Yeah, that was kind of my reaction, too. It's like yes and no at the same time. Because isn't that kind of conflicting with their customer reviews as well? I guess. I hadn't even thought about that. My yes and no is like, not all games should actually be judged by their Metacritic score. True, because there's a lot of people who give a score for a game outside of the game, i.e. Fez, because mm-hmm. everybody got pissed off at the creator of Fez. There was nothing about the game. Yep. Oh, he did an April Fool's joke, by the way. Oh? He tweeted that I'm back, Fez 2 is on. Ha, huh, yeah, because a lot of people are going to buy that one now. Yep. Oh, come on. We knew he was a diva back when he was doing the PAX 10. I know, because he was being a pain in the ass trying to record for him. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to record with you. I don't do press. Well, F you then. (laughs) Sorry, I just channeled my inner Nick Fury there. No, no, you didn't. Oh, what's the name of his character from Pulp Fiction? God, I should know this, even though I've never actually seen Pulp Fiction. Turns out there's a lot of movies I have not seen. I.e., I just saw uh, Mary Poppins for the first time. It's a messed up movie. Last month. Jules Winfield. Ah, there we go. Thank you, IMDb. (laughs) But yeah, okay, so A, it conflicts with their already in-place customer reviews, right? Yep. Two, Metacritic scores... are half the time just a popularity contest sort of thing that almost sometimes don't have anything to do with the game. Yep. Three Metacritic scores are split into two things, the uh, reviewer's score and the user's score. So now you even have a dichotomy between those two. This, I don't know, it's... I don't know about this one. I, mean, I can see it's, it's another thing you could look at if you're looking to buy a game that you have not played. Let's see. Do I go to Amazon.com? Oh, well, that's on there, too. We'll be talking about that in just a minute. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Man, whenever Amazon does a new product, they blast their front page with it, and so you can't find anything. (laughs) 
Come on, you can navigate Amazon. It's not that hard. What am I looking for? That's what I'm looking for. Yep, there it is, Metacritic. They gave both the Metascore and the User Score, and huh. their own customer reviews at the bottom. So uh, I think it's. I, I feel like yes, it's good to have more information before buying a product, but I feel like this is also muddying the waters. Where it's like, what do you? What do you? You have to. You you look at the critic scores. Do you look at the people scores? Do you look at the customer reviews? It's, it's, Andy, how often have you looked at a customer review for a video game? For a video game. Yeah. I can think of once, maybe what, twice. What game did you look at the customer review for? Oh, what game was it? It was one of the, uh, I don't remember the game off the top of my head. I swear I've looked at it, though, because I was curious about one of the features for it. You were But it, yeah, it wasn't, okay, so it wasn't that memorable. I don't, I don't think I've ever looked at a customer review for a video game. Kind of wish I had, because SimCity. <laughs> but I would pre-ordered that, so I had no way of knowing. Yeah, I always feel like pre-ordering video games is almost like playing roulette a little bit. So you don't know exactly what you're going to get, but you're putting your money down that you're hopefully going to get your money's worth out of it. Roulette or Russian roulette? <laughs> <laughs> They're both versions of roulette. One of them's a little just more dangerous. Yep. Okay, so in the future, if you're ordering games off of Amazon, are you going to pay attention to either Metascore or the user? the Metacritic score? Yeah. Probably not. Like, I've never gone to look up Metacritic scores before. Why would I start now? Very true. Who do you pay attention to for video game reviews and information? No one source. It doesn't really answer the question, though. Well, but that's that is the answer. That like I don't. I will go out if I see a game that I think looks cool. Chances are I'll pick it up. Ah. Or I'll ask and say like, has anyone played this? Or I'll look on Steam and look at my friends and say like, hey, who's played this? Or video games get recommended to me from other people, like One Finger Death Punch. Ooh, that's what I should review. I'm switching my review. Damn it, Dave. You know, I got to freaking with the... With, with what, your notepad file? Yes. <laughs> it's not my notepad file. It's my sticky note file. Okay, your sticky note. One thing, thing. One finger. Be helpful if I spelled finger correctly. Yes. Death Punch. punch. Got it. There you go. Now in my head, I'm just picturing that one scene from Kill Bill. Well, she's got to do that like two inch punch or something. Yeah. Um. So Metacritic scores on Amazon. You want to hit the last Amazon topic? Sure. Go for it. So there was the Amazon Kindle. Then the Amazon Kindle became the Amazon Kindle Fire. Well, and now, hang on, it didn't become. The Kindle is still there. True. The Kindle is the line, and the Kindle is the, the, the e-reader. Yes. Okay, so there the was the Kindle, Kindle. Fire is the Android tablet. Okay. Which so I believe they, they actually have just named the Fire. Go but on. now there is the Fire TV, which is, I'm guessing, their version of Apple TV, right? Yep, that's what it looks like. <laughs> it looks like an Apple TV. It walks like an Apple TV. It's a quad-core processor with two gigabytes of RAM. Which is pretty much like the Apple TV. Like, I'm looking at the UI, and it looks sort of like the Apple TV. Yeah. How much is the Apple TV right now, anyway? No clue. Looking it up. Hundred and, nope, $100. You can buy the Apple TV from the Apple Store for $100. So, the same price. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what a surprise. Time Magazine has now done an Apple TV versus Amazon Fire TV 
versus Roku, which I feel like they did a disservice by leaving out the Chromecast. Um, I don't. Chromecast is, is way, like, it's featureless. The, you, you shouldn't compare these to the Chromecast. You should mention that cr- the Chromecast is an option, but you shouldn't compare these to the Chromecast. Oh, Apple TV only has 512 megabytes of memory, not the two memory gigabytes. you need for a streaming device. True, very true. But uh, Apple TV does not have any internal storage. Amazon Fire has eight gigabytes, which is good for what? Two movies, maybe? A movie? Well, you can pre uh, cache. Is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, that's a little freaky when it says like, oh yeah, from your previous viewing habits, we'll pre-cache. Downloading a little bit. That's kind of, well, it's kind of cool. I like it. I'm okay with it. I would find it a little freaky if I'm, well, okay. Now, let's say if I start watching House of Cards episode one, two, three, and then it's all of a sudden, hey, four is already pre-loaded for me. Then that would actually be kind of nice because there's so sometimes is it creepy that Netflix knows what you want. No, but I don't have Netflix. So it'd be creepy for Netflix to know what I want, even though I'm not actually a member of Netflix. That would be creepy. OK, but for Netflix to know what I like to watch. No, that probably would not be creepy. Right. Because it's, it's in fact a good thing. It helps. Now, when they start selling that information, then I get a little upset. I'm a little weird that weirded out that there's games According to it. Yep, with a controller. You know what the controller reminds me of? What? The on-live controller. Like, button for button. I could see that. Including the play, pause, forward button on the bottom of the controller. Well, wasn't on-live doing something with Amazon? Or was that... Who were they working with? I don't remember. Because remember, we talked about them doing something months ago. Let's see if the internet can tell me if I can actually spell things today. Nope, never mind. OnLive was acquired by Lauder, so that's not Amazon. All right. Never mind. Mm-hmm. So Amazon trying to enter the set-top box. So the question is, are you going to get one? I don't think so. Why not? Why do I need one? Sure, you have the Chromecast already, and you're not... I feel like we're smart enough that we're not going to need an overlaying UI for these sort of things. I actually have two Chromecasts. Well, I'm just still saying, like, the Chromecast is a, is almost like a monkey wrench sort of thing. Right. Like, well, it's, you can, it's more of a one-size-fits-all. Although, like, you can't do streaming gaming through a Chromecast. That's true. You could if you can stream it through the Chrome browser. Yes, but then it's also delayed. True. Does not make the game playable. But if you're sitting in front of your TV, why are you not playing with your Xbox or your PS3? Because I don't have Super Hexagon on my Xbox or PS3. True. You have that on your Steam, though. You could just, hmm. wonder if you could get something to do Steam big picture mode on this. On the Amazon yeah. Fire one? Probably not. Because they have the in-house streaming now, right? Yes. That got out of beta? Or is it still but, in beta? It might still be in beta, but that's from like Steam account to Steam account, right? Yeah. You're signed into both, which I love, by the way, that you can now sign into multiple locations at once. As long as they're on the same network. Okay. That's fine. It's hey, I also want you to, to keep signing out of one and into the other. Yeah, I want you to check something once we're done record. Once we're done recording, all right? Okay. Because my Steam overlay UI is using almost uh, 0.2 gigabytes of RAM. That's a lot. I, I know. I assume you want me to check, but after we're done, because you don't want me to have Steam running. Yes. Uh, Steam's actually already running. It's using 112 megabytes. Well, no, I mean, like, the, the Steam bootstrapper itself, I know, is already running. I Like, mine is right around that same amount. But when I'm in a game, the overlay UI also kicks in, and it's actually using up more RAM and more CPU than Steam itself. 
That's impressive. Okay, I'll check it out when we're done. Because it's making every single Steam game I currently have unplayable because Steam itself and the overlay are using up more stuff than the game, and the game well, is slowing it down. it just so happens I have my laptop here. But it's also not relevant to the topics at hand. So, moving on. Yes. I don't think I'm going to get this. If I was going to get anything, I would get first just get the... Uh, well, oh, okay, so let's just say I've got Amazon Prime. So this might be a better investment for me because I'll be able to do the Amazon Prime stuff right off the bat. Which, we can run our Amazon Prime on the TV through our Blu-ray player, but it's like four steps in. So are you willing to pay $100 to save that four steps? Probably not. Keeping in mind you will have other steps... Very true. So yeah, I don't think the four steps would be worth the hundred dollars. Right. And Kate just got back to me. She says no, she cannot name all the classes. She says T and G was a galaxy class, and that's it. Okay. See, I feel pretty good then. Okay. I'm glad I can make you feel better on the inside. I need an adult. What? Nothing. Someone somewhere just laughed. <laughs> I could see someone somewhere always laughing, but probably. So, should we switch from Amazon to... Microsoft. Microsoft. All right, here we go. First off, Microsoft Office is now officially coming to iOS devices. And not just coming, it is released. It's out. Oh, so it's like this in the, the wild. Feeling. It, it exists. This is not like, hey, we're actually going to be working on this. It's, hey, we just released this. Nice. So, Office on iOS it's out there. You must pay, what, $7 a month for Office 365 in order to use it, though? Well, you, you can use it, but not really, unless you pay freemium content, really. Gotcha. Or if you prefer, shareware. I love these new terms, right? Freemium, free to pay, right? It's, it's shareware. That's what it is. It's shareware. You remember shareware, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the 101 games on one disc that were all shareware. Yeah, where, like, it's free for some time and then you have to pay or it's free but you lose this content or it's free and you need to do this that was the design principle behind shareware okay so microsoft office is it on android devices as well yes except i'd probably be using oh what's the what's the one that google came out with that allows you to work with microsoft office things i don't know what you're talking about oh there was a google app that came out by google that allows it's a remote what was the name of that? My phone's on the other side of the room right now, so I can't check. Also, it's not on vibrate, so don't you dare call my phone. Oh, uh, so uh, moving on, <laughs> moving on. So I just tempting. I just realized that my phone's on the other side of the room, and I did not put it on vibrate. So so tempting. Don't do it, Dave. You know you're a better person than that. Uh, I'm not sure I am. Yeah, I know. From playing <laughs> trains and Civ with you, I know you've got a heart of darkness in there somewhere. <laughs> somewhere is actually pretty prevalent. We've been playing a lot of Civ in the last couple of months, by the way. I've seen that, which is I really need to get that pit boss up and running because... Yeah. So that we can all play it. Yes. Brendan has gotten really good at culture victories. Like, he gets really close every time. Culture victories are both really hard and also really easy. Granted, no, I, like I saw on Reddit one time, culture victories cannot stop a nuke. Um, true. Are you thinking culture victory, the old one or the new one? The new one. Okay. They can't stop nukes, but typically if you have that much culture and tourism, you are also doing really well. Yeah. I actually got a culture victory in one of my games against the computers because I was curious, like, what is all this culture and tourism and yada, yada, yada? 
And it was fun playing the game of trying to collect collections yeah. for my different buildings. Like, oh, I get a bonus if I get all three of these from the same Era. civilization, but the different eras? Okay, I can do yeah. that. Yep. Trading with people the entire time? Yeah. So yeah, let's see what else we got it. for X, or Xbox. Here we go. Phil Xbox Spencer. Stepping down. No, oh, stepping up. Stepping up, taking over. Yes, because he was originally the head of Microsoft Studios. He is now going to be the head of basically everything Xbox. So Microsoft Studios, Xbox Live, Xbox Music, and Xbox Video. His official title is now actually head of Xbox. So he's moving up. It's got to be a great business card. <laughs> yes, Hi, I am. Head of Xbox. I could see it's we could see that just like a, an American Psycho. It's just the white card and has Phil Spencer on there and just underneath head of Xbox. No other details. No other details. It's like if you need my details, you got to be important enough to know my details or just know how to look it up. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think? Having the head of Microsoft Studios now? I I have no opinion on this. I I'm thinking back and trying to think of any stupid things that Phil Spencer has done. None are coming to mind. Which is not to say that there aren't any. It's just I can't remember them. Took over. He started out 25 years ago at Microsoft with Encarta and Microsoft Money. Switched to Microsoft Studios in 2008. Right, but I'm trying to remember, like, was there any decision he made that was just utterly terrible? Or did he do anything that would piss off a group of people? Not that I can think of. Gamers, and I I can't think of anything, so we'll see how he does. (laughs) We'll just wait until E3, and then he'll probably do something stupid. Yeah, but it'll be scripted. Yeah, true. And it won't be his fault. Granted, most of the stupid things that happen at uh, E3 are the unscripted parts, which is always hilarious. I I don't know. Some of them are, are... are pretty bad and those are the scripted ones true very true so last bit of microsoft news free versions of windows what yes Uh microsoft is giving out free versions of windows to uh builders for devices that have a screen size of less than nine inches okay um can i just say that it's there's a drawback to everyone using like the same version and and designing it for that version which is to say look at all the atm machines in the world that are running (laughs) windows xp Oh, yeah, that's that's switching off on Tuesday, isn't it? Yep. No, it oh, switched wow. off like a month ago, didn't it? No, no, no. It's April uh, 8th. Okay. Because I've got probably a dozen XP computers in our studios that I need to uh, update. I think actually all of our automation software boxes, which yep. are the Google boxes. Did I send you that picture of the Google box? Nope. Oh. Because um, remember how we talked about how Google had bought something years ago? And they were trying to get into the radio business. Yeah. Um, they sold their uh, business to Wide Orbit, which is another automation business. But not before we had gotten into there. We, meaning our group of stations, had gotten in there. So all of our automation boxes are these green boxes with Google plastered across the side in big white letters. Yay, branding. So we always call them the Kermit boxes because they're like Kermit green. Nice. But I'm, I told my boss, I'm like, you know, if we uh, ever get rid of these boxes, I want to claim one. Because it, it would be hilarious going to the BYOC at PAX with this the box that just says, says Google. Google. Well, yes, I uh, have my Google box here. <laughs> kind of like, uh, oh, what was the, the show, the British show, where he had the box that was the internet? The box that was the internet? Oh, was that? No, da, 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 da. Shoot, somebody's got to tell me that one. I got nothing. So yeah, so developers are going to get free versions of Windows for items that are smaller than nine inches. The question becomes now, though, it's any sort of savings that are going to get passed on to us. Doubtful. That's what I'm thinking as well. But it will potentially drive innovation. Could. So that, I don't I mean, know. I think that's more the purpose. It's not to make them cheaper. It's to drive more people to do it. Okay. One more Microsoft topic, actually. Oh yeah, I forgot about this, especially since I posted it. Yep. 
an Xbox One security flaw. Yeah, Kate actually discovered this article and sent it to me, so I have to give her props on this one. But um, turns out there's a back door that Microsoft did not know about in the Xbox One password verification system. Okay. So, in order to, you know, to this five-year-old kid was trying to access his dad's account. So he entered the wrong password on his father's account, and the Xbox defaulted to the password verification screen. He simply typed in a bunch of space keys and then hit enter and was given access to his dad's account. What? Yeah, it was literally just space bar, literally like space bar, space bar, space bar, space bar sort of thing. What? And then he hit enter, and it gave him access to his dad's account. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, how? Somebody had programmed that in as a, I guess, admin password. And forgot to remove it? That's what it seems. Wow. So Microsoft now has uh, fixed this error. Yeah, I bet. Um, how but- did that pass QA? It's one of those things. It was just like... People look at this code. Like, it's not some nebulous thing. There's actually code running behind this, and there are people whose job it is to look over the code for flaws. I guess somebody missed this one. Holy crap. Someone missed a password verification check where it says, must equal blah, 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 call, or 10 blank spaces. So this five-year-old kid now who discovered this uh, was publicly thanked by Microsoft, is now listed him as an official security researcher on the company's website. He also receives four free games, $50 cash, and a year-long subscription to Xbox Live. But really, it's just, oh, somebody, yeah, seriously dropped the ball. Yep. Seriously dropped the ball. Several people, actually. Several people dropped the ball. Oh. So Dave, do you want to talk about Facebook and Oculus? Or Leland Yee. Oh, God. Do, do I have to pick one? Yes. Uh, let's talk about Leland Yee. Okay. The so, California senator? Yes, the California right? senator who basically wrote the law that was trying to ban violent video games that in California. Pass. That did not pass, got all the way up to the Supreme Court and got shot down. Right. So, allegedly, now let's just say none of this has actually been, you know, officially charged with, but he has allegedly been um, dealing weapons to Philippine rebels. What? Yeah. According to the affidavit, the group supplied arms, his group of people, supplied arms to Moro rebels through a man named Dr. Wilson Lim and would give these... So, I mean, it is alleged. Yes, it is allegedly. Have, have they provided reasoning behind this um it was part of a uh fbi undercover sting okay so there is an fbi undercover agent who details how he is allegedly supplying arms to philippine rebels which is kind of hilarious that the amount of gun regulation and family values this guy was trying to put out there and he's actually turns out an undercover uh not a drug runner um he's a, a weapons guy weapons guy Alcohol, tobacco, and firearm? Is that what you're looking for? I was trying to think of uh, the weapons dealer. There we go. Okay. Arms smuggler. That was what I was actually trying to think of. <laughs> you got enough terms there, Andy. He was dealing in he was dealing in guns. That's what he was turns out. So he okay. has been arrested along with sixteen other people and charged with six counts of corruptions. Six counts of corruptions. Okay, kind of sucks for him. So yeah, the guy who was trying to basically ban Grand Theft Auto Five was a, a weapons smuggler. Would have been a perfect character sure. in Grand Theft Auto Five. Maybe that's why he didn't like it. <laughs> this is hitting too close to home. I don't like it. I mean, we need to we need to get rid of it. 
shit, they're onto us. Was it five or four that he was trying to ban? It was um, four, wasn't it? Because it was, it was a while ago. Yes, it probably was four. But he would have been... Yeah, also he would have been against five. Yeah. But either way, he was trying to ban Grand Theft Auto and other violent video games. And he would have been a perfect character in one of those violent video games. Good times. Yep. All right, so you want to hit the other one or do you want to do something else? Uh, okay, let's talk about this. Oculus Rift was purchased. Facebook is still on their buying spree. Spent billions of dollars in the period of less than a month. Two billion of which was to purchase Oculus Rift, which begs the question, what the hell is Facebook doing with Oculus Rift? That is a very good question. Yeah. So there is an explanation, which is the official explanation, which is that Mark Zuckerberg actually believes in this, in the Oculus Rift, and this as the future of gaming and of social interactivity, and recognized that this company was kind of at the front and picked them up. I this this was like when I first read this, I literally did a WTF. I'm like, what? Yeah, really? You did a double. You you'd like? Did I read that right? Yeah. Who just bought what? Yeah, Facebook bought. Oculus Rift. I'm not concerned on this one. I, I don't think Facebook is, is going to do anything to it. You know, everyone complains about Facebook games, but they don't remember that Facebook ever actually made the games. Do you see or do you feel like the, the vibe of Ready Player One in this a little bit? A little. That like they want this to be the online experience. Yeah. Yeah, that, that thought had occurred to me. Also Sword Art Online. I can see this. Yep. But I, again, like I don't see Facebook as really doing anything to it. Now, I do see the outrage of everyone who backed o- Oculus on Kickstarter, and I can kind of understand that. All right, explain that one to me. So Oculus Rift was started as a Kickstarter, right? It was like one of the first really successful Kickstarters. Yes. It may have actually been the first successful Kickstarter. Uh, But what happened with that is they took that Kickstarter money and then shopped around for venture capitalists, right? They would not have gotten as far as they have with just the money from Kickstarter. Very true. So they, they took what they had gotten from Kickstarter and they kind of used that as seed money and started making products and started doing demos and caught the eye of some venture capitalists who then invested a lot more money who now that the company is doing really well and putting out like this really uh good demo and saying hey look at what we've got and we've got the response time down to this and we've got this and this and this and here's all our improvements and we're keep working we're still working that Facebook looked at them and said, all right, we're going to buy you. And there are people arguing that Oculus never would have gotten the venture capitalists without the Kickstarter money. And so it's because of Kickstarter. You know, they basically what their their argument is, is, hey, I helped fund this. I should have a stake in the company. To which my response is, Kickstarter is not an IPO. No, no, it's not. You are donating money to a company. They do not have to do anything. They have no obligation to you whatsoever. I think it's also the fact that people are like, oh... Oculus doing this Kickstarter is kind of like being a scrappy DIY maker sort of vibe. And then you get bought by one of the biggest corporations that's around right now. Yep. It seems like it's literally the the big guy squashing our dreams of the maker 
sort of vibe that was going on with the Oculus. Yeah, I I think Oculus lost their maker vibe when they had like a couple million dollars from Kickstarter. I honestly think, though, this might be a good idea because Facebook, as it has been shown, has some pretty deep pockets. Yeah. So if Mark Zuckerberg just says, here's some money and just lets the guys do what they have been doing. Yeah, I mean, they're they're set. Yeah. It's like, okay, I like what you guys are doing. Here's here's money. Lots of money. First off, here's $2 billion to give me control of your company. Yes. Now go do what you want. You have Facebook's resources. I think this actually could be nice. Right, yeah. right. Like this, this could turn out very good. It could turn out very poorly. But I think that most of the people who are upset are upset because they didn't get a cut. <laughs> Which, I could be wrong. I mean, I know I'm, I'm sure that's not why. If Brian is upset, and I don't even remember if he is or isn't, I'm sure that's not why. It has nothing to do with getting a cut. But there's a lot of people out there that I, I imagine they're just upset that, like, well, you just got $2 billion. How come I don't get anything? That's not what you were putting money into. If you're putting money into some sort of, oh, what's the, what's the thing, venture capitalists who are angels or something? What is the term for that? I think, yeah, I think angel is the term. Okay. If you, you know, pooled your money and basically became a venture capitalist angel corporation sort of grouping, then maybe you would actually get a cut of that. But your Kickstarter was just, hey, I find this kind of cool. And there were bonuses for different levels of donations. Yeah. It's kind of like you pledged on a PBS fund drive. Yep. You don't hear everybody else clamoring to them saying, hey, I gave you guys some money. I should get a cut of whatever you guys actually do. Uh, PBS is a nonprofit organization. Yes, I know. But nonprofit doesn't mean no non Right. Well, profit. They, they make money to pay their, their employees. Yes. But pledging doesn't make you an employee. No, no, it does not. I, I don't think that's what anyone's arguing. I just see a similarity to that and Kickstarter. It's like, I gave you guys money. How come I'm not an employee? How okay. come I? It's not like buying stock. Right. Well, but there's a difference between being an employee and buying stock. True. I think it's more along the lines of buying stock. It's that Hey, I paid for I paid a share of your money. I should have a share of your company. True. And no, that's not how it works. This is not the internet. It is the internet. This is not the uh, I'm starting to falter here, Dave. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Bitcoin. What about Bitcoin now? So, so remember how there's a law that's like you can't print your own currency, right? Yes. And we were wondering about, well, how's Bitcoin going to to factor into that? Yeah. So Bitcoin has been defined by the IRS not as currency, but as tradable property. What? Which means it can it's be taxed. taxable. Ah. <laughs> it's taxable. To quote Heartbreakers, the IRS doesn't care how you make their money, how you make your money. We just want our cut. Yep. <laughs> Bitcoin, it's the future. It's government proof. No, you actually have to declare it. On a side note, have you seen Heartbreakers or no? Nope. Okay, never mind then on that quote. Okay. Kate smiled though, but... Virtual currency, and this is not just Bitcoin, this is all virtual currency. So that uh, Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Dogecoin, whatever. The stupid... Xbox Live points? Oh, they don't do points anymore, though. No, they actually do actual currency, so... Yeah, virtual currency is treated as property. So that means I can't buy a bunch of... Mi- well, yeah, I can't buy Microsoft because it's just currency now, so it's not points. So I couldn't actually, like, bet on the value of points going up. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, the IRS. Hey... You've got money. We want a piece of it. Yep. 
So you people mining bitcoins, get ready for a tax form about mining bitcoin. Except most of the mining of bitcoins is often non-U.S. countries. Yeah. So, so um, Western Dynamics, the maker of hard drives. Digital. Digital. Western Digital. Sorry. What's Western Dynamics? I swear that sounds I don't familiar. Know. I don't think that's a thing. Nope, never mind. Yeah, it's not a thing. Sorry. Uh, so Western Digital had part of a quote unquote personal cloud, right? So you could take your external hard drives and then back them up to the cloud and then uh, use that as your data storage. It went down on March 26th and did not come back up again until April 3rd, April 4th for most people. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, so those of... I remember having my talk about, you know, problems with having things on the cloud. Yep. You no longer have control over it, and if it goes down, you have no way to get it back. Nope. And that was down for a while. Which, there is something... See, the, here's the thing, though. Because a coworker of mine was on a, a corporate visit. Yes. And her hard drive crashed. Okay. Well, if she had had everything on the cloud... It could be backed up, yes. She'd have access to it. But as it stands, she may have lost everything. So there's a plus and a minus to the cloud where I gave an example of a minus, you gave an example of a plus, and the fight will still go on. I mean, the answer is have both. Yes. Right? The answer is back up on the cloud, but have it locally. That's what we have for some of our computer network stuff there, is we have a Google Doc of all these specific things, like username and passwords for all the different computers that we need access to. But not only that, I have that saved as a Google Apps offline sort of thing, Uh so I can access it offline. But then I also save a hard copy once a week to my actual hard drive on my computer in case I don't have something happens with the older file. Yep. Do both. Yep. I think it's actually called off-site storage, which is part of the levels of backing up devices. Yep. So there you go. And last but not least, GameSpy. The website has shut down, but now the GameSpy multiplayer thing. So many games used to use that. Yeah. A lot of games. That's that's not cool. Yeah, they're shutting it down at the end of next month. May 31st, lots of games, including things like Red Dead Redemption, Civ 4, Grand Theft Auto 4, Borderlands. Unless you have them through Steam. Yes. Well, even No, like no, Civil- even through Steam, I was having issues connecting because um, Sid Meier's Railroads uses GameSpy. Oh, I just bought that. Yeah, so... Um, they're saying, hey, we're shutting down. If you want to find out how to connect your games after we're shut down, talk to your developer because we don't care. Yeah, well, crap. What about my uh, Mozilla CEO, former CEO? The, you mean the CEO who was on the job for, what, two weeks? Yep. Then people found out about his past, put an online protest, actually sponsored basically by OkCupid, saying, hey, this is a bad guy. We should do sure. something about this. And Donating then $1,000 to fight against same-sex marriage. Yeah. That $1,000 just cost him a lot more. Yep. Okay. So yeah, hey, look, I'm a CEO of Mozilla. And not anymore. Yep. So it seems that protests still somehow work-ish. Wow. Yeah, he came, he saw, he resigned. Yep. All right, so that's basically everything. So Dave, random review time. One finger death punch. Best name for a karate film ever. Which is exactly what this is. This, 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 uh, this honestly deal. sounds like this could be a Bruce Lee slash Jackie Chan sort of movie title. Yep. So do you remember, this had to be like 13 years ago, there were a bunch of flash animations with stick figures doing kung fu. Oh yeah, 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 where it's basically, it looked like a Jackie Chan fight scene. Right, Just but with stick, stick figures. figures. Yeah, yeah. And it was incredible and everyone loved it and it was awesome. 
Oh, this that is on, that. This was on what? Congregate many years ago. Yeah. Well, okay. I get the flashlights. Yeah. This is that, but as a game. Hmm. So you are uh, you are a stick figure. Okay. In the center of the screen. Yes. And you are on a flat surface, the ground, and people run at you from the left and from the right, and you have two buttons to click, left or right. And once they are in range, you click that direction and you attack them. Is and it so all? Is you have to attack more than once. So your fingers are going to. Um... It's like DDR for your fingers. <laughs> Except there's only two buttons. There's only two buttons, and it's kung fu. And it actually is like they they modeled the stick figure and and the fight styles after different forms of kung fu. Oh, nice. So there's like the mantis style. There's the tiger style. There's the crane style. Like these are actual forms of kung fu. There's the drunken fighter style. Drunken master. Yep. <laughs> or the drunken boxing. Is that what it's called? I said something, but it's incredible. Like it's it's really really well done. I think it's actually called Drunken... Well, the official Chinese name, I can't, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it, but yeah. Wow, that actually... Are you looking up Drunken Fighting? Now now I'm actually looking at the images of this game. Of Screenshots look crazy. Yeah. Like, I was expecting the classic just white background black guys. No, this is like, you get multicolored guys. So gray guys take one hit to kill, but other colors, like blue or brown or uh, orange or red... They take multiple hits. There's also these like little mini bosses that show up every so often called brawlers that you you have to do a different style. You can pick up weapons. You can throw weapons. And as the ah, as the game progresses, as you keep winning, it gets harder because they go faster. Oh. And then if you ever lose, then the speed goes back down a little bit. This seems. Very fast-paced. It, it can get rather fast-paced. Um, it involves a lot of clicking. <laughs> now, is this keyboard or is this mouse? What is this? It is keyboard or mouse or Xbox controller. I would recommend mouse. Okay, yeah, because both of them are right there. Uh, keyboard is like the B and N keys. Okay, I actually B just had to look at my keyboard to figure out where those were. <laughs> right above your space bar, Andy. Yeah, I see them now. Yep. It, it's This is an incredible game. So, what... Um, on the PC, what do you... Is it Steam? Is it... Steam, $5. $5 on Steam. Oh, and if you button mash, you will die. Okay. It, this is not a button mash left and right. This is a... You have to figure out really, really quickly which ones you're going to click and in what order. Because if you click and there's no one there, you miss. And then you're vulnerable. Wow. Okay, so I just looked up the uh, the Internet Flash cartoons. There have been 10 of those things. What was it? It was Zhao Zhao? Yeah, was Zhao Zhao. Yep. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So his are a little more intricate because there was Flash and he had full control and could yeah. make the guys do whatever. This is still really good. And it's it's like the the fights are, the moves are a little more dynamic as opposed to like it's not always this same pattern. So it's are not there... like punch, punch, kick, punch, punch, kick. It's just, you know, punch, long kick, roundhouse kick, punch, punch. So are there combos Break or no? Break his spine. Yes. There, well, there, there's combos in the sense of there are streaks. Okay. Um, but, like, the, the first time that you hit someone and the game slows down and zooms in and you get, like, the x-ray vision of the dude and you see that you just punched him such that his head has snapped back and separated the skull from the spine. Holy crap. <laughs> or you punch and it does a... 
slow-mo zoom in and the guy's heart is flying back away from his body that like you just punched his heart out it's it's worth five bucks okay it is worth five bucks Random topic. Okay, random topic. I rolled ahead of time. Yes. What is your favorite type of Halloween? And we are given examples. Scary, sexy, funny, childish, etc., etc., etc. So this doesn't sound like... Etc., etc. This doesn't sound like what's your favorite type of Halloween. It sounds like what's your favorite type of Halloween costumes. Because I don't know what a sexy Halloween is. Sounds fun, but I don't know what it is. (laughs) Okay, so maybe, yeah, the Halloween... Well... Okay, so there was always that scary sort of Halloween. So we got like things like, well, movies are, you know, things like paranormal activity, that sort of thing. Are we supposed to be looking at movies? Are we like, what is your favorite type of Halloween party? Halloween costume, Halloween movie, Halloween in general, I guess. It's a very open ended question. So there are lots of ways you could attack this. Like, because there's, you know, there's like the childish Halloween movies, like Hocus Pocus and that sort of thing. Hey. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Come, little children, I'll take the. I've seen Hocus Pocus. I have not seen bed knobs and broomsticks. But then there's also like the scary things, like Halloween. Or, uh, horror. It's it's not yeah. scary. It's horror. Yeah, there's the horror aspect of it, which I am not a fan of. I am not good right. with horror. I will scream like a little girl. Really? I am easily startled. You should know this. I think I need to have a movie night. No, no, we don't, because I will not be there. I think uh, when we go up to the cabin this year. I will take a walk on the beach. Okay. A long, long walk. Okay. I am not good with scary movies. Okay. That's, Just, that's fine. Sorry, you got me all antsy there. Yeah. But then there's also... So like, so I think we can pretty clearly say, regardless of whether this is costume or party theme or whatever, scary is not for Andy. No. No, scary is not for Andy. Nope. Okay. Sexy is, is good, but the costumes that they do of, like, sexy nurse, sexy doctor, sexy steward, or they are not actually sexy. That is They're, just, yeah, it's close to prostitution sort of thing. Well, I wouldn't quite go that far, but okay. It's it's crossed the line, you know, a while ago. Sexy Red Riding Hood, sexy schoolgirl. I think where they're going to do sexy infant and then get into trouble. Well, I think there's also the sexy R2-D2 costume. What? Yeah, I swear I've seen that. Think Geek, I do believe, has it. It's like an R2-D2 costume with a tiny miniskirt. Yeah, Kate just said there's a whole miniskirt line on Think Geek. Oh, God. Okay. For those gorgeous girls who really want that nerdy guy, why wouldn't they just dress up as Leia? Very true. That one is... Maybe they did that last year and they don't want to repeat costumes. Uh, um, I, I, so I prefer to, to, to think of, like, Halloween as a great time for cleverness and puns. Okay. And and costumes that are kind of punish or clever in some way. doesn't even need to be pun, just it's a clever costume. So you're leaning towards the funny aspect of these four there's, options there's that There's elements of funny, yes. You know, the guy who went with, uh, it was just a, a coat where he had just glued on tons and tons of pennies and nickels and dimes. This was back in 2008. Okay. It was change we could believe in. <laughs> or you dressing up in, like, all pink and putting a shoe on your head. Yes, the gum on the bottom of the shoe. Yep. Like, those are clever costumes. They aren't necessarily funny. They're just clever. Like the guy who, uh, there was a while with the, you know, with the popped collar thing with the bros. The guy got, like, a popped collar that was, like, looked like a cone around his head. Yep. That was kind of funny. So I think we, we have to go more towards the funny aspect. But again, that's more for costumes. I mean, parties, 
really doesn't matter, does it? Parties, I think, is just everybody getting together and having a good time. Right. As long as you're there with friends. Yeah. Or people who will be friends. Or just people who have the same sort of go-go-out attitude for Halloween, like funny, humorous costumes. Yep. That's what I got. I would, uh... Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm not good with scary things, so that's definitely out. Okay. I like okay. the childish aspect of it, because there's nothing, you know, more fun than just buying a big bag of candy. You realize you can do that at any time during the year, right? I know. But it's always cheaper the day after. Yes. Well, it's like 70% off at Target. Yeah. You just got to get there right away, because everybody else knows it's also really cheap the day after. Kate says, go Halloween night to the stores and see if people have already put them on sale. But, like, seriously, you, you can go to the store and spend, like, four bucks and buy a giant bag of candy right now. I There's know. There's nothing stopping you. But that just makes me feel sad, then. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to adulthood. <sighs> oh, adulthood. So, yeah, I think that pretty much covers that topic pretty okay. well. Okay, that would be it, then. So, I guess that's a wrap? Yep. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.